Today is Friday, September the 2nd, 2022, and welcome to episode 9 of Rural Reliance with the Candy Couple. My name is Julia, this is my husband Aaron, and we are a small homestead family in rural Southwest Virginia who work every single day to become more self-reliant. Um, we take baby steps, just really trying to get to that goal of depending on no one but ourselves. And today's topic is really important to us. And some of you might think we're crazy for bringing this up as a topic. Um, but we really wanted to discuss aller allergic reactions on the homestead. Um, this really affects our household. Um, it's something we think about every time we walk out the door. Um, so give a little background on what your problems are. Uh, so for me specifically, it is poison ivy, oak, sumac, any of that are my major ones, I guess you can say. Uh, and then also, uh, I've had some allergic reactions to bees, stings in the past as well. So um, having to be concerned from both angles as well as the regular day-to-day -day allergies. Right. And I do have the skin issues with, uh, I don't get it as much as Aaron does, but when I get it, it tends to be much more severe. Um, so we, we both You're take, talking about poison ivy and oak, Poison right? ivy and oak, yeah. yeah. I, I don't really get bee stings, so I'm not quite sure if I would have that kind of reaction. That's typically your realm. You're, you're the one who gets all the luck with that. Um, but for like the poisons, I, if I get it, I get it pretty bad. Um, it's normally more severe, but we've had a few emergency room experiences. Yes, yes. Um, I, uh, for myself, I've had, <laughs> I feel like I average having to get a shot a, a year you. there for a while uh, to, to clear up a, a big bunch of poison ivy or oak or something I've got into. So due to that, we have to take a lot of prevention steps so that this doesn't occur so often, you know. When we first started homesteading, this was a really bad problem. Th this I mean, was. You went multiple times that year. Multiple times. Was that the year you got it in the eye? It was. I got it in my eye that year. So, I was out working, and my eye started itching, and I rubbed my eye at, with my gloves that I had on, and I was like, oh no, I just not do that, did I? And of course, next few days, my eyes started swelling. It was, it was really bad. It yeah. was scary bad. Um, so this is why this is such an important topic for us. And we really focus on prevention. That's something you're going to hear us say multiple times. Dealing with allergies, um, when you talk about poison, when you're talking about bee stings and other options. Um, anything you're talking about that has to deal with an allergic reaction, hay fever, things of that nature, yeah. all prevention. And we've really developed some methods the past few years that have helped us. Now, understand, we are trying to become more natural and live a more natural lifestyle and not rely on medicine. This is one area we really struggle with. Yeah, and we're trying to figure out ways constantly to prevent this, try natural remedies, etc. I will say, though, though, this topic came up, like, uh, I thought it was a good... Uh, segue into this one from uh, Spags Unfiltered. He had a discussion on the freesteading community recently about how he can prevent bee stings, and this got my mind going on this topic. So, 
uh, and I want to say shout out to Spags for this idea topic. Right. And then we also are experiencing an allergic reaction at the moment. We, we had, both. We decided to do this topic and we're broke out. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, I've got hives. They keep coming up. Aaron has a few. His isn't as bad as mine. But uh, we're, we're both having issues. The baby is okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We can't figure out what this one was or how we've came into contact with us. This one is a um, a harder one to figure out. But, you know, some of the big steps we take to try to prevent this usually is, like for myself, I suit up anytime I go outside. No matter if it's 100 degrees outside, I have long pants on, long shirt on, gloves, uh, and wearing a different pair of shoes as yes. well. Yes. Yeah, Because we want to make sure that whatever I get into with those shoes, I'm not putting them on day to day with my hands and get any kind of poison ivy or oak on my hands at that point as well. And they're slip-ons. You typically slip I, I those typically on. slip those on. Yeah, I those don't are, try to tie them. Yeah, he doesn't tie those. They're slip-ons. He doesn't touch them. He, we're very careful. Suiting up is super important. Yes, I, <laughs> it, it prevent it has prevented more. Like it, most of the time, if I'm getting poison ivy or oak, I'm somehow usually getting it on my hands or ankles anymore, mm -hmm. and it's usually around where my glove and my long sleeve shirt meet, or on my ankles where my uh, sock line is. This is one of the things I get him for Christmas every year is I try to replace some of these shorter long sleeve shirts he has. I try to get him some really good long sleeve. And we also try to get cooling ones because it is super hot. And we're talking extreme temperature and he's going out there in overalls and it can be, you know, 90 degrees and yeah. feel like 120. Yeah, and I will say though from a from the cooling shirt perspective, one thing though uh, that I say, you know, you got to help cool your body, but at the same time, it makes it easier for bees to sting through. It does. It does. But the help is also with the pants. Right. Because if you're going to get it, you're typically right. getting it at the bottom is where you're going to see them. Uh, but we, we found these methods. They have really worked, but they've not been foolproof. And no, no. But you, that's why you got to be careful always when you know you're, Going outside to work, especially around uh, trees or uh, field lines where, you know, poison ivy and oak is and everything, you got to be prepared to think, okay, every time that I'm getting into something that I'm going to have an allergic reaction to, whether you are or not. Yes. And you also want to keep extra, like, don't have one pair of gloves. I would suggest we have probably 20, 30, maybe yes, 40 yes. pairs of... So, um, I get like a set, you know, of um, like latex, latex and cloth. cloth gloves. And what I do with those is every time I'm done that day, it all everything goes into wash. In its own hamper. In its own hamper. It's not, all this stuff is not going with something else. And that makes sure next time when I go out, I'm putting on a fresh, clean pair of gloves as well. And if you take your gloves off, you do not put those back on. You go get a new set yes. of gloves. So if you take your gloves off to blow your nose, to eat something, whatever you're doing, take a glass of water, 
you do not put those same gloves no. back on because it's really I don't know if you've ever tried to put gloves back on you you're going to they curl at the side and everything you're going to end up touching never fails never fails um so, so that's one thing as well you know if it's a long day outside I will be switching a pair of gloves uh it does make you more susceptible to getting it just switching it out because maybe it's around your um sure. sleeves or something at that time if you can go without working as long a period as you can and then just quitting for that day you know and then we'll go into some here in a minute what what the next steps are even after this yes and when you're dealing with your clothes if you're susceptible to your poison your ivies and things like that you want to make sure you have multiple sets of those outfits yes because you do not want to wash these with anything else you're going to wash these completely by themselves um, that's one of the main most important things you they don't touch your clothes because what you're worried about is the oil it's not the plant it's the oil that the plant secretes right and it can stay on everything forever <laughs> yes uh, that's why that's why there's multiple things you have to do to try to wash your clothes to try to wash yourself the tools you use if you go and you use tools yes. to cut you need to make sure you're wearing another pair of gloves when you touch those tools or, later or um we've um i've came across i know this is not as natural but they have these wipes now that you can like like a poison uh, ivy like a wipe. poison ivy wipe that you can um pre-wipe or post-wipe off on stuff and I use those every once in a while to clean like the handles of my tools and stuff even. Yes. So like our garden tools that we use around the house, our little hose, our little troughs, they do not go anywhere else but into those garden beds. Ever. Right. I mean ever. We have specific tools that are used for cutting. Specific tools that are used for anything. Even my weed eater head. We don't touch it without a pair of gloves on. Aaron doesn't touch his weeding tool without a pair of gloves on. These are so important. And this sounds crazy. It might seem like, well, you all are going extreme on this. We've had enough issues of getting poison ivy. And Aaron just gets like these little bulls and pusses, but they get, they can get massive. Yeah, yeah. They can get to be size of quarters on his fingers, things of that nature. And that makes it really hard. Or even a bee sting for Aaron. Last year was a year we were really having a hard time. I had a very hard pregnancy. What? Last year was tough on bees, bees around here. It put you out several days. Se several times throughout the year, I got into Yellow Jacket's Nest. And it just took a couple of stings and he was out. And we, he would have, and those were the days he wasn't taking those precautions he should have. You were mowing and you weren't as seated uh, up. Well, Some, like one well, day. One, one of, another time though, I was cutting around stuff and... Um, I reached around a tree that I was cutting around, and where it was drier last year, the yellow jackets had built on top of the ground, so I reached into the nest. I mean, it was, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's the easiest thing I can say. It is very rough. And those precautions, those preventions you could take, make as, they're going to do so much more for you than what you have to do after it happens. Because what you have to do after it happens is you have to really medicate. But we'll get into our process after. So, what happens when Aaron's done with work? Um, um, years ago, when yeah. this became a problem, we 
we were searching for solutions and I do not know who I was watching. Yeah, I, I don't either now. But this guy changed our life. Yeah. He did. He changed our life. We very we still get some infections. We still get some rashes. But, but not as bad. Not nearly as bad. Except for what we've got right now. <laughs> Which we're not quite sure what that is. <laughs> right. um, an allergic reaction have something. I think mine is an allergic reaction and Aaron's is all in his head. But we'll, <laughs> that's what it is. But this man, he lived in on a kind of like a homestead acreage like us and he said i'm covered in poison ivy it's everywhere i'm always getting poison ivy and he was looking for a way to combat it he said because if i don't figure something out i'm gonna have to move and i'm like wow <laughs> this guy's speaking our language and what he did was he did these tests with different soaps dawn regular soap and another really expensive you know poison ivy soap and he found that it didn't matter which one he used. It didn't help. But what helped was how often he cleaned his hands afterwards. Right. So, it's a rule of three. Yes. Everything, you wash everything off three times. Yes. And we've taken it a step further. So, yes. as soon as Aaron is done in one of these areas where we know for sure he is going right. to get into poison ivy... He goes straight to the shower. Yes, so I go to my specific hamper and take those clothes off gingerly so that I'm not touching anything else of mine. Like if I've got gloves on, I'll use my knees uh, to take my gloves off to pull them off so I'm not touching them. And just barely grab them by the tips of my fingers to put in there and he's also making sure it doesn't touch anything else in the room he's yes. being very careful to make sure nothing touches anything because he doesn't want those oils to touch our bed or sheets or anything like that right so he's taking all those precautions then he goes and he scrubs his arms yes with so oh, yes so uh, i don't know where we saw this one it maybe is an old remedy or something we'd heard mm -hmm. that um fails napa soap um would help with poison ivy I don't know if it does or not, but it's part of my routine now that uh, as soon as I take everything off before I get into the shower, I will scrub my hands uh, up to around my wrist with Fells Napa uh, at least one time uh, before I get in the shower. And then once he gets into the shower... When I get into the shower, I actually do one thing that she probably never noticed automatically take whatever kind of body wash or soap I have then and I re-scrub my hands. No, I didn't know that. Yes, I re-scrub my hands before I do anything else. So that's sort of two <laughs> of my washes on the hands. Yes, yeah, so the hands are his most acceptable place. That's where we're most likely to start seeing bulls and yes. bumps and everything. That's it, it is where he gets it first, always. He will he will at least have a few small bumps on his hands every year. This does help. The other thing we do next is we use two wash racks. Right. We use the first one, the dirty one, do two washes. And not touch your face. Do not touch your face with this wash rag if you're washing your body. Well, I actually, I actually start out with the uh, one for my face first. Mm -hmm. So I will wash my face off really good with that one washcloth. And then any kind of private parts. And that's all that, that is all that washcloth is used for. Nothing else. 
Yes, don't touch your arms with your wash rag and then no. rub it anywhere else at you. Because if you move those oils around and you've not washed them off or you got to a really heavy patch, you can end up with some poison ivy yeah. and some plushes you don't want. Right. And they always, I've always heard that it's better if it's more on the cooler side than the warm side when you're doing a, um, a shower after being around poison ivy and stuff. Because I said the heat sort of, you know makes it more active the oils so if uh, on the cooler side of a shower there uh, it will help more and then with with the other wash rag then the whole rest of the body with um th three times washing everything off and i might even do an extra extra time or two around the hands and the ank and the ankles a little bit uh, extra as well and you're wanting to make sure you're using a liquid something in a bottle yes do not use your bar soap do not put a bar soap directly onto your skin that was a problem before too that was as well and, and it's because we're using the liquid is because as soon as that's gone you're not touching that again you know you're just wanting to be a little bit more careful buy the things to make yourself a little bit more careful this seems extreme but i promise you this has changed yeah our life in terms of how often Aaron has to go, how often we have to deal with getting shots. Did you have to get a shot last year? No, I had to go for the uh, bee stings last year. You had to go for the bee sting. The bee sting was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Aaron, he is allergic to the really weird things. He, he really is. And that's when he has to go to the doctor. I can't get him to go for a checkup, <laughs> but he decided he wanted to have chicory coffee once. Which wasn't a good idea. I didn't take any of it because I was worried. They say if you have bad allergies, it can affect you. And he wanted to try it so bad. Well, guess who had an allergic reaction? <laughs> had to go on steroids for coffee. That would have been the husband. Um, he doesn't listen to me at all. <laughs> so that was more on him. But what we're really getting across is prevention. Right. And, and even after you're done with the... Sh your, your shower you're just going to use that towel once yes don't reuse your towel do not reuse that towel again because it's going into wash as well so if you're a person who uses your towels more than once i know some people don't i know some people do it's really your business your prerogative um we don't really care but just as a precaution prevention you don't want to reuse that towel you don't want to reuse anything you think could have touched it these sound insane. You also don't want to touch door handles, doorknobs. You want somebody else to open doors for you. Yes. Be because <laughs> if you touch those, those oils are going to be on there. And then you're going to re-get them again. Or and somebody else. And that's like what I said before in the shoes. is You've got a specific pair of shoes that you're using that you know has probably got poison ivy on them. Or oak or something like that. And then that's why you use gloves to, to even slip those on with. So here's how crazy the oils are. Aaron, a couple of years back, went out and got gravel. We had a doctor for this one. We did. We did a doctor for this one. And he ended up getting a massive spot of on poison. Oak. That was oak. Poison oak. Well, no, they said it might have been sumac. It poison oak or sumac. Yeah. And it was a huge spot. I mean, it was like the size of my thumb. <laughs> it was so massive. Because he touched gravel. That's all he did. He touched gravel on the road beside our house. 
He didn't touch any leaves. He didn't touch anything like that. He went nowhere where he should have yep. gotten this. He touched gravel and ended up with poison sumac or poison oak. Yeah. That is how careful we have to be when we're doing anything like this. Gloves are a necessity. And I'll tell you right now, I hate gloves. <laughs> you, you can tell Aaron, he, he knows. I hate gloves. I, I don't like... I can't seed with gloves. I don't garden with gloves. If y'all notice my beet video or my video on vegetables, my quick cooking tip, yes, my nails are purple because I was cooking beets. I cannot use gloves. It drives me insane. I can't feel what I'm doing. And I feel like I've got two, <laughs> four hands instead of two. And I'm trying to do something. But gloves are a necessity when you think you're going to be around something. That's yes. Uh, and... I mean, these precautions, if you're, a, so I will say growing up, I didn't used to be allergic to poison ivy and oak. I mean, I played out in paintball fields, playing throughout it all the time, would hardly ever end up with any. And then I think I got a real bad uh, case of poison oak. And ever since I had that first shot, ever since then, it's been one of my headaches ever since. So, what do we do when we have these problems come up? The poisons, the beast things. This is where our natural remedies kind of... We really attack these things with everything we have. Yes. I, we Like we said, we want to get to as natural as we can. Uh, I know a few people have always said that jewel weed grows near poison ivy and oak. And that's one that you should use as well. If anybody has any experience with... Uh, uh, jewelweed soap or anything like that you know make sure to hit us up there at the candy couple uh, at yahoo.com to see if you know that's possible something as well i know we're wanting to try some at some point it's just i think the only place we've really mostly seen has been amazon a time or two or something but it's not something you come across often we've even looked for the seeds to try to grow our own we I, have. I, I was gonna put it in everything i made um, every single bar of soap we had. I was going to put I, that I mean, in it. Natural wise though, I mean jewel weed is what a lot of people say. You know. Um, I know Fells Napa's not natural. natural, but a lot of homesteaders use Fells Napa or Zote uh, for, for their laundry and stuff like that. So you might have that on hand anyway. Um, and then for bees uh Definitely, uh, a lot of people say that... The baking soda. Oh, yes. Baking soda works works, works uh, for bees. Put it on a Band-Aid. Get it wet. And you know, a lot of people say just stick the paste on it. I found if you put it on a Band-Aid and then put the Band-Aid on top of it, not only does it stick better, it's going to pull it more. <laughs> Another old older remedy that I've used before uh, is chewing tobacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take wet a little bit of chewing tobacco and put it on it for bee stings as well. That'll help take it out. I mean, I know not many people's got uh, tobacco on hand anymore, but there's a few homesteaders out there I know that uh, grow it for barter. We we had some and we tried that last year, but I think it was so old. We we've got a <laughs> we've got an old pack. It's probably been there for like twenty years. It's probably longer than that. It's that, it's old. That we just wet and put a little on it, so it's probably. It's probably not good anymore, but um, um, one of the other things, though, you know, for bees, um, definitely, too, is eating some honey, local honey, uh, because I feel like when we were doing that, our allergies in general were more controlled, which is something I was telling 
uh, Julia the other day that we need to get back into is taking a spoonful at least every other day or something. You yeah, know. and we'll get more into allergies and what um, we've really been doing to help with that, you know, here in a little bit. But it definitely helps. Now, if you're super allergic to bees, you might not be able to take honey. That's or true. Or some honey supplements. I know Royal Jelly, it's, a, it's like a really thick honey. Erin can't do it at all. Um, I have a hard time with it. I even feel that tingly feeling because what it can do, it could cause an allergic reaction. Anytime you have an allergy, if you have an allergy to peanuts, you have an allergy to dairy, you're not going to have it in your house. If your kid does, you're not going to have it in your house. That's why we don't have bees in our house. You know? <laughs> right. It, it's just one of those things to think about. You're going to treat these the same way. That's kind of how we're combating this. We're trying to combat these the same way. We're trying to use those prevention methods to the best of our ability. Now we can't move off our property. We love our home. We love where we are. We couldn't get what we have here really anywhere else locally. Right. And, you know, if anybody's not allergic to poison ivy oak and wants to come fight it for a weekend, I would definitely have you over. <laughs> I'm a good cook. <laughs> now the other use things we do when we have you know reactions we you know let's start with the ivies first because we do different things for ivy right. versus yep. bee snakes so let's start with the ivies so when he had the poison sumac poison oak on his thumb and we went to the urgent care the thing the doctor told us to do was take a claritin and a zyrtec yep. every day not at the same time nope. so, so you'll take claritin in the mornings and zyrtec at night and it sounds crazy but it works it works. Something about the two, even though they are different chemicals, and we're not scientists by any means, but we have found for both of us, this really combats what you're dealing with. It, it does help. If Aaron thinks he has gotten into poison ivy, he starts that process every single time. He thought he got it a few nights ago. He got it, thought he had it on his eye. So we'll do it for two to three days, that cycle, just to make sure because we don't want to have another, you know, emergency room trip or something like that or him to get it in his mouth or his throat and yeah. he can suffocate. And I know from a prepping standpoint, you know, you can only stock up on so many allergy medicines and pills at a time, but it's something that everybody should consider in their medicine preps is having allergy medicine if you take it you need it yeah um, that's that is for sure and then the other things we use are topical yes so we've got a few different ones here so um calamine lotion works it, it works but i will say it doesn't work as good as some other stuff but we found the dollar tree stuff is just as good as what you get anywhere else yes yeah i, I couldn't tell a difference in any of the calamine lotions uh, overall, they all seem to do a okay job. The only trouble about it, it gets so messy. It is. It is so messy. Um, the other thing we use is tetanue. It's we, probably our favorite. It, it is It is our go-to one anytime we get a little bit on us. It's, and uh, the tetanue is good for um, insect bites and everything as well. Any kind of itching. And it dries up at the same time. And it's it more does. like a gel. And I, I've noticed here recently that they've got all kind of uh, bars and soaps and stuff like that out now as well. That I'll probably get some of those to have on hand to try. You know, when we've got some of these really bad things going on. Because, <laughs> you know, can't never have enough of this type of stuff. But, no. I mean, if you have any kind of... 
place that um, compounds medicines by though uh, I will say that was the best one ever is that compound that you got that time to about clearing stuff up from it your was really expensive it, it was, was really it was sixty dollars because it's not something your insurance going to cover and i think it was calamite and another and compound else, that yeah. they mixed together oh, that was that there was really good um we do use you know we'll have some sprays and mm -hmm. um I, I will say I, I have noticed that like the cortisone creams or itch stuff never does any good for us tetanu does the best so if yes. you're looking for just an over-the-counter jelly like cream that is the one to go with and we have found it at the dollar general yes um and if you live in a rural area um or out <laughs> you've probably got a you've you, probably got a dollar you've general. got a dollar general around every single corner it ain't nothing for them to be putting up another one around here we can't get any can't get anything but a dollar general um but they do have it and you can also i think you found it on amazon yes uh, i saw on amazon i think it was a little bit higher on amazon though uh than um than it was at dollar general for example though the other thing aaron does and this is something that some people might agree with or disagree with aaron typically covers up the spots on his fingers and hands he does band-aid up or he um, does a wrap of some sort. Yes. And, and why we do that is um, to prevent it spreading to any other part of the body. So I've noticed that if I have it in one location and I lay my hand against that other location, for example, they say it's not supposed to spread, but every time it goes to that spot. Like if I sleep with my hand on my chest at night or something like that on that spot, my chest would have it the next day. And also he's worried about his mouse and his keyboard for work and his cup for drink, yes. anything like that. That's another thing. If you drink out of like one specific cup, make sure you're putting that cup in there yep. to be washed to get a new one. Um, just these little things are so important. Now, is that, is that all for the IVs? Uh, I believe so. Uh, that is quite a bit uh, that we've discussed on the Ivy front because uh, it is... A it's a thing we deal with all the time. It, it, it's a constant thing on the homestead. I mean, it, I am suiting up at least two to three days, usually a week. If um, not more. If not more because of the things going on the homestead. You know, like if I'm working in the garden or something like that, I'm not suiting up. Um, but, um, if I'm cutting or, um, going around places where I know it's going to be. Right. And the other thing to think about is we are not wanting to poison our property. So us killing this with gas or other items isn't really an option. Right. Um, we've tried to use the black plastic. There's just so much. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're going to look at some other ideas, you know. It might even be we end up having to get a goat to combat it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, We've talked about we, staking one out where it is and just letting it eat. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, is a, it is a possibility, uh, you know, in the future. But uh, right now, this is our strategy on a day-to-day -day basis. To deal with it. To deal with it. Now, bee stings, yellow jackets. <sighs> we had some really scary experiences last year. Yeah, um... I feel like when I get wasp stung, I'm not that bad. Mm -mm. But when it's yellow jackets, 
they 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 swell me up bad um it's to the point that one time i was this before um it was with julia that uh, my whole face was so swelled up like I, I could barely open my eyes from a yellow jacket's nest i mean it's it's that type of scary that i do have epi pens as well i know those are not natural but um if it comes to life or death if it comes last resort we we have those we have those on hand there's no way i'm letting him know because i want to live this natural lifestyle and i do and this is something we strive for every day um but i'm not going to lose my husband over something whenever that that medicine's right there and it can help him because of something he can't help this is his body physically reacting to something and we are not going to be able to get somebody here fast enough to us fast enough to us well even anymore i've heard that i'm pretty sure that you know your em your regular emts can't administer an epi anyway so what's the chances of a paramedic being on your uh ambulance coming to you to administer an epi if you think you're allergic to it it's probably best to to take a hit and get you some i know they're really expensive um especially insurance like mine was still like you know four or five hundred even with my insurance yeah and um it gives us peace of mind it gives peace of mind uh, I've heard a lot of people keeping on hand, you know, expired ones because of the price or anything, you know, they still might work. You never know. It's just the peace of mind knowing that they're there. It is. And it's just one of those things. I, we want to live this natural life, but there's certain things we're not really willing to play with until we have more knowledge and more understanding and proof beyond, you know, somebody who does live that holistic natural life that might not be allergic to bees. Yeah. They might not have these severe allergies. And I would need more than one person's proof on that. I would need to see, you know, specific evidence. I would want the science-backed evidence showing that this is the way it is. Because right now we know EpiPens do work. An EpiPen could save his life versus me trying to administer some homemade remedy that I don't know might save his life. I understand they've done this a long time in the past, but I'm not willing to risk the love of my life on something like this yeah but like what we usually do if after i get stung is we keep a few afterbite pins on, mm-hmm. on hand but last um, this year we did a new one the green after sting thing a- after sting or something yeah uh, that one seemed to have worked well but that was a waft sting so don't know you know how well it would work yet <laughs> i'd rather not test it you know <laughs> if i don't have to <laughs> against yellow jackets but uh you know we usually have something we go to immediately on after bite we'll try that after sting. he runs to the house as soon as it happens he comes to, to me immediately and i put that on and rub it on as much as you can there and stuff and, and then we start bene- or no baking soda uh, well yeah baking soda and then we, we do a benadryl then we do benadryl so we do keep Benadryl on hand for, for these instances just to help have because it does stop, stop an allergic reaction. I know this personally because I remember one night we were sitting there watching TV and then all of a sudden I had an allergic reaction to something. 
We have no idea what it was, but I had my upper lip swell up to like five times the size it was. Right, yeah. I took a Benadryl and it went down and I was okay. It, the, the only trouble about the Benadryl regimen, though, for me it is knocks him it out. knocks me out. So He's dealing with the effects of the sting, which and, hurt, which and, put him down. And, and the Benadryl. So usually uh, the sting, like Yellow Jacket's getting into them, it usually puts me out of commission for, for a few days. A few days every time because... I, I feel like my throat, I mean, it's not tightening up, but, but you feel like from the after effects of the stings. So that's why I'm on the Benadryl regimen. And like last year where I got that one so bad, uh, I had to end up going, um, they ended up giving me a shot at the um, urgent care as well. We, we just, it's not something we're really willing to play with with him. Um and it's really our basic process for that. And then when he does get stung, I don't let him go to sleep, even though he's tired after the Benadryl and after the sting because of all of, you know, his endorphins and everything. They're all coming to a head. He got stung and now everything's dropping back down. We also make sure he stays awake um, for a good long time just in case his throat wasn't were to swell up because I wouldn't have any idea if his throat swelled up. I would have no idea if something was going on. So we do try to make sure we keep him awake, we keep him talking, moving something of that nature just as another precaution, just to make sure. We have gotten lucky we've not had to use the EpiPen. We've had a few no. scares where we thought we might have to. Right. We know how to administer the EpiPen. Yeah, yeah. usually mine, I feel like, is I'm okay for the first day or so, but it's the lingering effects for a few days that usually hit me like the second round of it is when it usually hits me. Not enough for the EpiPen, but enough that I got to get something else. I mean, hopefully getting back to more of the honey regiment might reduce uh, some of the effects. effects of it, you know. So something we're definitely going to start back on. I will say this year, though, like we haven't hardly seen any bees. And this is from even a pollination standpoint on our garden and stuff like julia was uh, hand pollinating some of our stuff no the bees we saw them everywhere last year last year and that was the most yellow jackets i have ever yes. seen we had nest everywhere, everywhere. we, we even them. put up some of the traps to catch yellow jackets and this year i think i've seen two total i mean it it's like night and day night and day difference it, it's really been insane. So we've not had as many issues this year because we've not had not any, had as many. many. I mean, we have we had a was it the honeybee? No, the, yes, the... Uh, bumblebee to tried to build a nest up underneath our carport <laughs> yeah. last so year. We were like, well, you could stay this year, but you've got to go next year because we were worried about the baby. Um, but it, it's just. It was nuts last year. I mean, it was completely insane. We couldn't even walk into our garden sometimes. And, and this wasn't just us. Our, our neighbor uh, out the road, he was talking about how many he had gotten into as well. So it, it was just... We couldn't get rid of them. It was just nature last year. We couldn't get rid of them. We tried the boiling water. We Aaron's dad is not as allergic. Right. So he is able to actually go out there and, you know, do some of these things for us that we can't do. I was pregnant. We weren't really willing to risk if I did have an allergic reaction or not. 
um, Aaron, we knew he had an allergic reaction, so he wasn't going anywhere near it. But father-in-law, he's actually pretty good. He can go out there. He deals with most of the poison ivy, the really big areas on our property yeah. or anything. So we do have that extra hand. And if we had to, I, my dad and a few other people on my side of the family could help us. But for the most part, it's all about prevention. And, you know, if you do hit it, as right now we're hitting it as hard as we can with whatever we know works. We're always willing to try a natural option if we find one, but the few that we've found so far haven't really worked for us. Yeah. They work to a certain extent, but they don't work well enough that we can rely solely on them. I know. I know. And the, that's what makes homesteading the natural part with with being allergic to stuff the hardest part because it's something else you have to think about on your prepping side is okay, I've got to prep and make sure I have enough Zyrtec and Claritin on hand in case we are without it and for Benadryl. a long period of time. And Benadryl, right. And so the other allergies we deal with are allergies in general. Allergies in general. We've I've always had a lot of uh, grass and hay ones. I remember as a kid, um, my neighbors let me play outside and rolled around the grass. Next day I was swollen shut. Uh, my eyes were so it's something I've always sort of dealt with I'd they'd put me on some allergy medicine from time to time I never was on the shots or anything um, but um, I feel like from a day-to-day -day basis uh, later in life it, it is more manageable for me um, the uh, the only thing that really affects me so bad is the poison ivies oaks and the bee stings those are my main ones I will feel you know if uh, sometimes I'm really st uh, stopped up or something like that, I might have to take a few uh, like a Claritin or a Zyrtec just to help out a little. For me, this is where I've had the most issues. Um, I, I do, I'm allergic to pollen. Hey, it's nothing for us to go outside and everything is orange not yellow, orange, because we get so much pollen that it, it's insane. You can wash off the vehicle and you won't get the pollen off of it. It'll look like you did, but you won't. It's really bad for us. I can say, since I've moved out here, even living in the middle of a hayfield, I would say my allergies have helped, you know, gotten a lot better than when I lived in the city. Yes. I, you know, the last time I was sick wasn't from being home it was from going out of town and having such a severe reaction when we went to the bahamas oh yeah and when we came back that's whenever i had i had issues that was the last time i was sick i can say every year before i met aaron and in the first few probably first year or two that we were together i would lose my voice i would cough at least twice a year every year and it would be like for a week in the spring and the fall the right spring. right around you know those two times when everybody experiences their allergy upticks and mine's really bad and a lot of people go on antibiotics i don't think antibiotics are very effective because it's a sinus infection it's a sinus and allergies and not only that i don't want to take antibiotics unless i absolutely have to because your body becomes used to those pills that you're taking the more you take them 
the less effective they're going to be when you really need them. Like you actually do have a raging infection inside of your body. So that is one of the last things I actually really want to take. I see this on a day-to-day -day basis with family members. I know what taking antibiotics every single day or for every little hurt and pain can do for somebody. It might work for some people, but it's not how I would approach it. Before I would hit it with absolutely everything, I would medicate to the point to where I scared Aaron a few times I would medicate so hard. I've actually really gotten away from that and to get to that more natural holistic, I don't take medicine. He, he had to make me take medicine this time. I did. I did. Um, this one here, I feel like she's got some really huge rashes. Uh, going on that I wanted to make sure that we're trying to treat so it doesn't become where we have to end up maybe Doing making steroids or hot. Um, so for, you know, for me, I've really cut down on the allergy pills. I would take allergy pills every day. I took Benadryl so much that Benadryl didn't bother me. That is how much allergy medicine I had in my system. I don't do that anymore. I've learned I don't really need to now. I'm not having those same effects, but I'm also doing some preventative measures as well. When I start to feel like I'm going to get sick, and I know this is going to seem really gross to some people, but if I feel that I'm having drainage, I don't actually let it drain. I will force it up. I'll cough it up, you know, and get it out of my system. I have found doing this has actually kept me from getting sick. I haven't lost my voice. I haven't had the issues I've had every single year of my life. I don't cough. I don't. Have you ever experienced me coughing all night long? No. Uh. -uh. I would have this. I, I've gotten kicked out of a college course before because I would not stop coughing and it upset the teacher so bad she kicked me out of class. That is how bad I have coughed before, and it wasn't like a small cough. These were raking coughs that just. It did so much damage to my body just coughing because it hurt and my back would hurt and I can tell you I when I really thought about it and coming up with that is I was like I don't think we could talk about allergies but we really can because I can say mine aren't as bad now when they do hit me they hit me hard <laughs> I'm not one who has it you know a little bit of a nose it does hit me really hard and I am hoping going back on the honey regimen will help but when you do the honey regimen, you have to make sure you're doing it local. Yes. As local be, as you can. has to be as local as you can. And the reason is, they say, is because uh, those bees are using a lot of the pollen from those things that might be affecting you. In your area. In your area. So you're wanting to get that local pollen, that local honey in your system. We have... Uh, we I, actually, I feel like it's better... The wildflower, I feel like if you yes. have a choice on it, it's better than, darker. than a clover or something because um, the darker honey, the wildflower, they're they're getting more of the wild weeds. You know? Yes, I completely agree. Um, so I could say just moving from the city over here it's changed my perspective. So that was my first move. And then really focusing on prevention. Um, I think that's really all I have to say on that one. Do you have anything to I guess we can start with the final thoughts. I mean, really, um, so mine are that um, prevention is the best method to stop stings and poison ivy and oaks. If you suit up and you're careful of where 
what you're getting into, you know, always on the lookout for bees, seeing where they're trying to come from. I've sort of been more careful anymore, you know, um, making sure there's no holes or if I see any flying around or anything like that, you know, from that perspective. And the ivy and oak is, you know, not touching anything with my bare skin, having gloves on and uh, washing off three times. I mean, that that, that has really drastically reduced um, my poison ivy and oak issues. And the sweatbands, because it kept the sweat out of your eyes, so you didn't have to rub ah, your face. So, see, another thing, when I rubbed my eye that time I talked about earlier, I, I had sweat going into my eye that I wiped out with my glove on. So now I have sweat um, headbands that I wear all the time that keep the sweat out of ever coming down to my eye, so I'll never have that chance to wipe my eye again. He said that was the best present I ever got. It was. They are. Uh, you'll probably see me with those on a lot in the videos if you watch us on the videos as well. If we're working hard, yeah. he'll be wearing a sweatband. Um, for me, you know, we are living a natural life. And this is probably going to be the first thing, not the first thing, but probably one of the last things that we really change in our lifestyle because it does work for us right now, we are continuously looking for an alternative, something in our area, something local that's going to work for us. You know, it's not that we don't want to have that natural lifestyle. It's more we need to be able to make sure we could combat what we have because if we're down for a day, two days, there's nobody to take care of the homestead. There's nobody to do the work that needs to be done, especially when we have animals, we have a child, we have each other. I'm not able to take care of Aaron, the animals, and the baby, and everything else for multiple days on end because he's down with these things. I need to make sure I could get him up and running as fast as possible because I rely on him as much as he relies on me. If I'm down, this place stops. <laughs> like, it's done. <laughs> like, shut the power off. No, I'm joking. He would do fine. But it's just things we have to think about. And we, even though we want to live this lifestyle as naturally as possible and as self-sufficiently as possible, this is one of the areas we struggle with the most trying to find that way. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, remember, you know, any questions or comments that you want to give out, uh, remember to hit us up at thecannycouple at yahoo.com. And then you can find basically... Uh, our links to all of our social media uh, we're recently on TikTok too uh, if you have if you're into that uh, but all that can be found on our link tree at uh, linktree slash the candy couple and thank you for joining us on rural reliance you know with candy couple where we work hard live simple and enjoy life have a wonderful day <laughs>